with you on the go. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Jack, why do you hate dry cleaning? <laughs> I hate dry cleaning. As a teenager, you're like, oh, whatever. Mom will just take this to the cleaners. Because some things are dry clean only, like suits. My husband's suit. We mm-hmm. are going to a wedding this weekend. Right. And the last wedding didn't fare too well on the suit, so it needed to be dry cleaned. Mm. And it is so expensive. And it's just a hassle. And I hate it. It is expensive. Like, I, I'll pick up the dry cleaning sometimes, and I'll be like, they'll be like, that's uh, $36. Yes. I'm like, $36? We had four items, and it was $45. Yeah. I feel like I'm in an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody dry cleans their clothes anymore. <laughs> Matt, this is an early should. 90s problem. No. Some things do need to be dry cleaned. I do dry, dry clean my suit once a year. Yeah. But, but, like, how often do you go to the dry cleaner a month? Yeah. It's not that often. Yeah, it's probably once every couple months, but yeah. it hurts. Yeah. And I feel like an adult when I like take my slip in and I'm like, oh, I'm picking up my dry cleaning. Is your and- face on the wall? What? <laughs> no. Why? There used to be a thing back in the day, right? Dry cleaners always have their famous clients on the wall. Oh. Oh. Did they? Yeah, okay. I haven't made it there yet. <laughs> Is Chris on the wall? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's a good business to be in, obviously. They make good money. I think so. Like, yeah. how much can dry cleaning really cost? And do you guys remember dry L? Is that still a thing? What is happening? <laughs> How do they even dry clean clothes? I've always yeah. been like, they're just on those spinny racks and it comes out clean. What is happening? <laughs> oh it, it must involve dryness. Like, yeah. well, right. obviously, we don't know. We is should, the plastic bag involved? We got to get to the bottom of this. I don't know. How does dry cleaning work? <laughs> Tell us. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning. Periods of rain today and windy, a high of nine degrees. Well, I promise you it's fall, but this weekend it's going to feel more like winter in most of Alberta. Environment Canada has issued winter storm watches for parts of southern Alberta and frost advisories in the north. Now, we're going to get more rain than snow here in Edmonton, but in Calgary, the forecast is suggesting up to 30 centimeters of snow could fall by Monday in the higher elevations like Banff and Canmore, up to 50 centimeters of snow. I know we're going to get another stretch of decent weather, but I'm just like, Oh, remember earlier in the week when it was so nice? Guys should have been like (laughs) winterizing RVs and putting antifreeze and things that maybe need antifreeze and putting your Christmas lights up. I don't know. Chris is your mom when it comes to the weather. (laughs) Get it done before it gets bad. (laughs) Did you do any of that? No, I didn't. That's my my point. (laughs) Hypocrite. Well, the Oilers are in Winnipeg tonight, and it's reported that NHL Hall of Famer Guy Lafleur is going to have quadruple bypass surgery to hit today. So good luck to him. And if you're pregnant and still thinking of baby names, setting your kids up for financial success early in life, like at birth, might be easier than you think. A survey of all the billionaires in the world showed that the top two names for boys were John and David. For girls, Marie or Maria and Judy. Here's the question. There is just more John and Davids though, right? Yeah, that, like, that's a pretty common name. Yeah. But so these Judy, are like billionaires' kids, what you're saying? No, no, no. These are no, billionaires these are, in the world. They made, they made themselves self-made billionaires because of their names. I think about Timeline. Yeah. When when John and David became billionaires, yeah. John and David were the names that people right. named. Next time Paxton and Flaxton and Braxton <laughs> are going to become billionaires, everybody's going to say that. I knew you were going to say Paxton. That's weird. Anyway, we're starting to think alike. All right. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm Jackie. That's what you need to know. Hey, uh, we need to know the answer. The too early for a question question. $100 from Pandora just because. Coming up in moments. Get ready. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right. I thought this was going to be an easy question this morning. <laughs> So much for that. Uh, who's this? Donna. Donna, are you a mom? 
I am. All right, perfect. Well, you'll know the answer then. The average mom spends 68 minutes a day doing what? Uh, cleaning. It's not the cleaning. <laughs> Popular guess, though. Don't, don't okay. apologize. We're okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We should well, apologize you. to you. Thank you. All right, Donna was one of about 45 straight cleaning guesses in a row. Definitely That's not cleaning. Only guess we got so far. But cleaning is involved in this. The answer. Kind of. Yeah. All right, 780-421-1039. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Too early for a question. Too early for a question. Question is that what it's called? That is. I don't know why it, got so- it. it sounded wrong there for a second. Um, this morning is a is a fun one, and we are uh, looking for the answer again. Uh, Sixty eight minutes. Apparently, that's what the average mom spends doing this a day. What is this? Guys, the answer taking a shower. Interesting. That's a long shower. Sixty-eight minute shower. I wish. Yeah. Some some kids take that long of a shower. Yeah. Yeah. If moms could go in the bathtub and just hide for sixty-eight minutes, imagine that. Sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, but thank you very much, Gail. What do you think? uh, Sixty-eight minutes a a day, the moms are involved in. Are they doing laundry? It's not doing laundry. Okay. That is a that's a good guess, Gail. Thank you. Hey, Mike. What do you think the answer is? I'm going to go with uh, cooking. Cooking, meal preparation, all that kind of stuff. And then cleaning up after it. And doing all that stuff. Oh, it all comes together. Yeah, if you talk to my wife, she would say that is the one thing she dreads the most is the the food. Like, you know, what am I going to cook tonight? How am I going to put this all together? You're absolutely right. Maybe you could help her, though. I know. And, like, make a meal. Mm, She mentioned that last night. I helped get the frying pan out because it's kind of difficult. It's kind of stuck in the stove. What a prince. There you go. (laughs) You're well on your way. Do you know where the frying pan is, Chris? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Right on. When she grabs it just before she hits me over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Pandora, just because, $100 gift certificate. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Anybody who knows Guy Lafleur thinks of uh, him as the flower, thinks of him uh, and his long hair going down the wing, just uh, oh, you know, guy had great hair. scoring goals. And the other thing is they think about, hmm, quadruple bypass surgery. The man smoked, chain smoked, and even smoked in between periods, they said, like smoked two to really? one to two packs a day while playing in the NHL. But like that was back when like doctors would be like, mm, there's yeah. something wrong with you. Have a special pack of cigarettes. Exactly. Yeah. He, <laughs> he said there was ten guys on the team one when he was smoking. They were also smoking in between periods in the dressing room. So okay, that'd have been quite the dressing room. You imagine you're gasping for air and you're gasping for air. But here's our question this morning. Everybody, I think at this point knows smoking is not good for you. But do you have? A super smoker in your life, like somebody who is still able to pull things off even though they smoke, you know, it's uh, there is a thing to that. My favorite is always slow pitch dart guy. Yeah. He, he goes out there. He's probably the pitcher. Doesn't yeah. like one of the more active spots. <laughs> yeah. He's got his Bud Light lime. Yeah. He puts that down beside him. <laughs> yeah. Rips a hack, a big drag of the dart, puts it on top of the beer, throws the ball, <laughs> and then does that for every single pitch. I you love dart. quite guy. a pitcher. Yeah, you have any smokers in your life? That's no, no, no. For me, it's more the drinkers, and yeah. I'm impressed that they yeah. do all that they do. Yeah, that, that is equally impressive <laughs> and as dangerous for your body. Yes. Some might That's say more. Not so much the smokers. All right, seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine or text us at one zero three nine three nine. Do you know somebody that smokes and like runs like marathons? You know somebody they're out there. Oh, they gar- exist. guaranteed they do. Yeah, exactly. Or still smoke in between periods at hockey. I mean, you know, you know, when you smoke, you got to smoke. I guess they're more vaping now, but anyway, 
We'd love to hear your stories. You make this show what it is. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Talking about Guy Lafleur and the quadruple bypass heart surgery that he's having later on today. And there's some of our listeners who don't even know who he is, but he was a very, very uh, good NHL hockey player who played uh, most of his career for the Montreal Canadiens. I did see him play once live at, uh, which was Northlands, but he was playing for the New York Rangers at the time. Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Number 10. I saw him play one game and uh, it was pretty awesome. So... Famous for hockey, but also famous for smoking. Legendary dark And I smoker. think Viagra, too, because really? I think he was one of the very first guys that endorsed Viagra, if I'm not mistaken. Smoking doesn't help that. No. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It but all makes sense now. Anyway, because of the smoking, we're looking for those amazing smokers, because he used to smoke, he said, in between periods. Him and a lot of players did. Um, and so we're looking for those smokers that uh, managed to still do athletic things, for example. This text says, my boyfriend smokes two to three darts before any sporting event to wake him up. And he's a fantastic <laughs> athlete. He runs laps around us while I'm dying. I yeah. like the story of like actual athletes, what they do to prep for a game. Like yeah. Joe Sackick used to have like two Gatorades and two waters. Yeah. He'd sit there visualizing the game. Yeah. And this guy, yeah. I need three darts. <laughs> Wake, Wake me up. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> Another one here. Good morning, guys. Hardcore smokers in the army go for a run after a dart and then immediately light another one when they're done. It blows my mind. There you go. How do new... Uh, recruits or yeah. privates get their darts. Is there like a stifling through the army? Because you can't leave the base at the start, right? Mm. I don't know. Oh, there's a, well, and again, this is maybe tales out of school, but my son who now works uh, at Wainwright at the base uh, as a firefighter was saying that there, and I, we went there on the weekend and I saw it. There's a concession, like a like a, a gas station kind of store on okay, the base yeah, at yeah. Wainwright. And the money that that place makes every year is unbelievable. Oh, I can really yeah, imagine. Because when you can't leave, you're right. And like cigarettes, potato chips, all that kind of stuff, it's like in the millions. So there you go. It's like oh. the best business on the planet to own. There you go. So there are people that can smoke. Yes. <laughs> I like this one at the top. I don't know about marathons, but I used to be able to drive 100 miles and smoke two packs of smokes. <laughs> a trucker. Right. You, oh, man. There's nothing like watching a guy who chain smokes. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of money they spend a day, yeah. the amount of darts, it's just never ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks for your story. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kissing Love Court. Love court this morning. Yeah, a text from Jill. She says, hey, Chris, Jack, and Matt. This week is a big one for my husband and I. All of our favorite shows are back on. But my husband is out of town this week and wants me to wait for him and come back, went to come back next week to watch them all. Is it bad that I want to secretly watch them and then watch them again with him without telling him? It's unfair mm. to make me wait when everyone is talking about these. Wow. It's where the rule of the law in your house is. Yeah. You got to sit back. A guarantee. Hmm. So, if you've decided that you're watching them together, you can't. Just don't do it. But but there is also, okay, you can watch them, but don't spoil me rules. Right, right. Yeah, she didn't really say, well, she did say he wants her to wait. Like, don't watch them. Wait, wait. Then if you watch them, you got to take that to the grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And when they're so good, you want to watch them so bad. The problem is, if it's a Netflix show, too, it shows the watch. Um, yeah. No, I think these are TV because you said favorite shows back on. Don't PVR them. Got to watch them live, old school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. What do you think, Jack? I don't know. I'm kind of, I hate to say it, but I agree with Matt. Like you got to, how far can you push your boundaries? Mm. I'm tempted to just watch them and keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. (laughs) You're the type of person that could do this though. You'd sit through, like you just watch eight seasons. You'd be like, oh, Bob, never seen an episode. And you'd watch (laughs) all eight seasons again. It's just because I have such passion. Like if Bob, he would never, but if he said, don't watch This Is Us, I don't know if I could do it. Right. Interesting. All right. Well, with Karen and I, we, we kind of agreed we'd only watch Modern Family together, and we haven't watched an episode in two and a half years because we just <laughs> haven't, <laughs> haven't been together in two well, and a half we years. have, but we just it's never come up. What do you think? What should she do? Should she watch and then take it to the grave with her, or should she, you know, listen and not watch this week? I get it. Have so, you ever been caught? Hmm. Have I been caught watching no. a show that you're <laughs> supposed to watch together? No, but I do get tested. Uh, Bobby, my husband, will be <laughs> like, So, how'd you like the, la- the last season of Glow? Did I watch that? No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pass that test. <laughs> All right. All right, you're the judge. You're the jury. What do you think that she should do? Should she, uh, well, well, you know the options. We want to hear from you. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kissing Love Court. Jill texts in and says she's in a little bit of a dilemma. She loves this week. It's premiere week for all of her and her husband's favorite shows. However, he's away working. So she says, oh, do I watch them or do I wait for him? He has requested that she wait. She says it's very hard. Deb says, we do this when my hubby is up in Fort Mac working. We PVR or use on demand and we watch them together. It's great. Waited that lo- You've waited that long to watch that show. And then he leaves that week. I say watch it and just don't tell him. Anna says, well, there's two different situations. If he's away hunting, you should watch it. If he's away working, you should wait. (laughs) Okay. All right. If he's playing, don't worry about him. Exactly. If he's paying, worry about him. That makes sense. Kind of. 780-421-1039. Also, Texas one zero three nine three nine. You're the judge and the jury. Kiss and love court this morning. Here's Jason Aldean. It's Rearview Town. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Oh yes, that's what we used to call around, and I was singing all around that song. The, the, he, there was uh, <laughs> those guys, yeah, and Chris finishing the harmonies. Of the so line, I get a pull, and he was we'll so go fishing in a crawfish hole. I haven't heard that song in so long. Yeah. I love it. So good, so good. He was still off. I know. <laughs> this <laughs> is Kissin' Love Court. Oh, Jill. She texted in with a big dilemma this week. Of course, it's premiere week when it comes to all of your favorite TV shows. She has the problem that her husband is working and has asked her to wait. He's out of town. He's like, wait for me. I want to watch all these shows with you. She doesn't want to wait. She wants to watch them right away. Chelsea, what do you think? Don't do it. No? I'm begging you. Don't do it. I, me and my husband tried to watch half a dozen shows together and I'm the one that always goes and ruins it, watches ahead, watches episodes without him and now he just refuses to watch any shows with me. Oh, You've become a TV cheater. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm a, a lonely binger because he won't watch them with me anymore. Yeah, e- even your baby's sad about it. Listen. Yeah. Mommy, exactly. this is us! <laughs> exactly. It's not worth it. It's not but worth it. You're a lonely binger. You know what? That's going to be yeah. the next Chris Stapleton song. <laughs> This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Uh, Oilers, uh, of course, uh, got a preseason game tonight in Winnipeg, then one final one in Calgary this weekend, and then uh, the regular season starts. We're pretty pumped about that. Uh, there's a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf fans that are pretty excited about the upcoming year with their team and uh, a bunch of their star players like Austin Matthews. Got himself into a bit of trouble in uh, his hometown of Phoenix in the summer, Jack. Yeah, in Arizona back in May, he was charged with disorderly conduct. Now, what exactly did he do? Not all the details are out there, but basically he scared a security guard at a condo complex and then ended up mooning her. They say he kept his underwear on, but still, still charged. My favorite quote from the story is, he grabbed his butt cheeks. Yeah, (laughs) He still had his underwear on. They call it a lunar eclipse, not a full... Full moon. Oh, got it. It was a lunar yeah. eclipse because he still wears underwear. But not a solar But the, the part about it that's not really cool is the fact that he came up to her vehicle and was kind of grabbing on the door and scaring right. her. And that would Just have, wanted to see what she would do. Scary. So in trouble, got charged, forgot to mention that to the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kyle Dubas. He forgot to mention that. So uh, Like Kyle, his boss. Yeah, so basically. So Kyle Dubas, the general manager, finds out about it on Twitter yeah. um, the day that it gets released. And he's like, Matt, I just found out about this. He should have probably told him. So our question this morning for you is, what have you found out or what has somebody else found out on social media that probably they should have been told in person? (laughs) I've told this story before. I hurt myself in a football game. Yeah. But I had called in sick to make sure I could play in that football game. Oh, that's right. At Zellers. And so I have to go to work the next day on crutches. (laughs) Yeah. I get in and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I hurt myself. And then my boss literally held up a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> for the front of the Shura Park News was the score of the game. And she's yeah. like, I know you're on this team. <laughs> my bad. Oopsies. All right. So it was like old fashioned style, like newspaper. I guarantee you there's uh, parents that have found out maybe that they've become grandparents on Facebook. Like, you know, people just can't wait to post things. Oh, probably. The sad part is people have found out about people passing in their lives. Like, make sure everybody knows before you post things on Facebook or other social media. And that's media. hard in this day and age because yeah. you're thinking, well, they're telling me, then they must be telling everyone I'm going to post about it. Right. All it takes tough. is one weird family member to spill the beans early. Yeah, 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 yeah. You find out that somebody is expecting that nobody was supposed to know about for a while and all of a sudden it's like, hey, congratulations to blank, 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 blank. Ah. Do you have a story? You Do you have anything like that? No. No, I threatened death, so as yeah. you guys know. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy was born and we kept it quiet for 24 hours. Yeah. I've threatened your lives. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> she literally pinned me up against the wall and had a knife in my throat. <laughs> she, she didn't threaten us. She didn't even tell us. She's like, Chris, don't tell anybody. And then Chris left the room and then she looked me in the eyes and said, I will murder you. <laughs> you know, par for the course. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. What lengths have you gone to to find an animal? Now, this person will be an undisclosed name. You'll find out why in moments. Okay. But he's bravely going to tell his story about the lengths he went to find a pet, a cat. Go ahead. I live in a cul-de-sac, and we have a cat that uh, uses all of our yards as a litter box and marks his territory on all of our homes, and I have two indoor cats in return that were doing the same. So my house was being wrecked. So okay, because your cats were trying to cover up yeah. the scent of right. this wild tomcat. Battle of the oh, scents. You bet. Oh yeah. So it was relentless. On peed on my door every once a week. So we bought a trap. After a month of catching every squirrel and every bird, I think we finally <laughs> caught an orange cat. We were going to our friends in Beaumont. 
we brought it with us uh, unharmed. I just released it in a new area, and I thought I was going to find a new home. Cars were going by, and this cat looked to me for comfort. And I, I've never forgotten that, and I did bring up some tears later on. But anyways, I'm being Mr. Tough Guy. I take that cat, and I release it right behind these new homes. Because it, being dealt. it has caused you just so much heck. Yes. Like, so much hell. This like, is so good right? for the long run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while to get to that, and I want to point out that I am an animal lover. <laughs> and then we went to our friends in Beaumont, and I never felt right that night. But the next morning, what was done was done, and I couldn't wait to tell my neighbors. And I went over to tell Lauren, and I said, hey, guess who I caught last night? I caught the little orange cat. He's no longer our problem. And he says, well, I just seen it. Just, there it is. It's laying on the driveway. And I look over, and there's that orange cat. No, we're close to the orange cat color that I had caught the day before. So... Lauren, he made me feel better. He goes, well, this cat's out and about. It probably needs to be caught anyways and taken care of. So I went on my way and did some stuff around the yard. And later on, I seen a mom and a daughter going door to door, handing a piece of paper. Oh, and, no. and it was um, a lost cat with a reward. And it was the cat I caught. <laughs> I didn't answer my door. Jack, I did not answer the door because I, hadn't, I, I couldn't lie to them. So I let them put on my door. And then when I realized what it was, I was very upset. And... They put a picture on the post office. It's all over my hometown, this missing cat. So I went up to the, I took a picture of their picture and I put it in the Beaumont town. Uh, <laughs> the paper. The paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the coffee news in Beaumont. You're doing your part. Paper trail behind me. I gave them all my names and stuff. And then for the next three weeks, I spent every single evening going to Beaumont and searching to one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, looking for the silly cat and i came to a point where i stopped going and i thought okay this cat doesn't want to be found or he's found a great home and then i finally got a call from the lady in beaumont she was on holidays in germany but she just got the call that leduc had finally got the cat and it was in the town there and i went and picked it up like it was mine and brought it back and released it in her yard and it was all good I forgot one other thing. My wife works out with this woman. She doesn't know her. The mom. The girl got the cat because her grandfather just died. Oh, no. It was not even a year old. Oh, my. So, yeah. Oh, I had tears. I I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope nobody on my hockey team's listening, but, uh, yeah, I had some tears, and oh, man. I bet you that cat wasn't giving you a hug on the return trip. (laughs) No, no, no. He he, he said, I've been here before. He didn't quite know what the end was going to be. But the the point was, you know what, yeah, you know, look for the warning signs. Um, Maybe don't relocate the cat. But, but, you know, I get it. Like, desperate times call for desperate measures. There's people that do way worse, like poison and stuff like that. you yeah. got, or would have gone away with the cat right away. I was yeah, no, no, you just you and, just gave it you, you gave it to another town to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm not proud of that part either. I did, to, to me, that that seemed like the right thing to do at that time. But uh, well, when you rec- relocate a cat that's feral and a tomcat <laughs> to another place, like obviously this cat is adept to living outside, so it's not like it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm no. curious as to what happened to this cat now. Like this tomcat, where is he today? Both are still with us, Jack. The bad guy, he, I see him daily. I just I just watched this pee off my door two days ago. So he's still but with us. You're not going to catch him. Ah, oh, man. I, he is smart. I've tried again and again, and I just thought he's so still mistaken. tried. You catch old Orangey a couple times, but then, uh-uh, not this time. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, a woman in the States was devastated to learn that when she got home from work, her dog had gone missing. Katie, the seven-year-old border collie, got scared during a storm and ran off. We've been talking about this all morning. That's when Carol King decided to quit her job and look for her dog. 
for 57 days. Well, it has a happy ending thanks to one of her posters. The dog was found. But it's making us think, what lengths have you gone to to find your lost pets? Mm. We are getting tons of texts. This one from Tanya. We went to Northern Ontario to visit in-laws and our dog ran away within half an hour. We lived in the bush and for the two weeks we were there, we other people were looking for him. We had to come back home, but my brother-in-law spent the next two weeks searching and finally found him. My husband flew all the way back to Ontario to bring him home. That comes from Tanya. There you go. That's pretty good links. Uh, Jesse, who works here at the radio station, is telling a story about her mom's neighbor and the fact that uh, lost his favorite cat and he was aggressively looking for the cat. Then he got extra aggressive, started looking in in yards in other areas. What did you call it? Late night what? Cat burgling? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he gets really aggressive. He's peeking in a window of a garage of his neighbor's and... his cat. Oh, thank goodness. He spent six months in jail without his cat. But <laughs> when he came home, when he got out of the prison, the cat was there in the car waiting for him. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.